it's time for the Super Coach Professionals Roundtable Podcast. And here's your hosts, Paulie G, Ryan MS, Peter Hanscom, and Andrew Muldock Molinaroli. Yes, it is a very warm welcome out there. Round two in the books, round three. Coming shortly, I am Paulie G, host of the Supercoach Professionals Roundtable Podcast. Got Ryan MS uh, with us as always. How are you, mate? Good, mate. How are you? Pretty happy. Good win last night by our boys. Uh, make it two from two. Uh, yeah, it's the way to start the year. Top four. Yeah, it definitely is. Certainly didn't expect that one. <laughs> Peter Hanscom also with us as always. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, thanks. Yeah, stop rubbing it in, guys. Uh, <laughs> well, you came uh, out, I, you know, well done. You came out and uh, saw how it's done, but the poor old dragons, we'll talk about them a bit a bit later, but uh, not going quite as well, I'm afraid, and neither is uh, yeah, Andrew's team. Andrew Muldog, Mullen Rowley, he's had a few computer problems. I don't know if it's if it's related to last night's result or not. He also came out with Pete and I to watch the game and... Uh, yeah, good on him for making the trek, um, yeah, as they say, across the spit bridge, but it uh, wasn't to be, but uh, hopefully he'll be able to catch up with us a bit later on in the show, and um, not as many injuries this week, but still a few to talk about as always, and uh, I welcome now Pat Lyons from uh, Coogee Health and Injury Care. Pat, how are you, mate, enjoying that good win by the Tigers last night? Yes, mate, great win last night, good yeah. to be back again. Yeah, thank you very much, and... Um, I guess not as much carnage as um, round one, but we still had some pretty key injuries to go through. So uh, Corey Oates, you know, some of us had him from the pre-season. Others might have picked him up after his big round one effort. But despite playing really, really well again, he's picked up a a grade three AC joint injury. Now, we've heard, you know, he's had nine surgeries already on his short career in various joints of his body. And the earliest he's returning is maybe round six, but it's a four- to six-week injury. You think that it might even be a, a bit longer? Possibly. It's a grade, grade three AC joint, so they're usually uh, pretty painful to get a knock-on again. And um, It's also difficult for him to sort of function as a winger, getting his arms up over his head to catch high balls. It's hard for the shoulder to move when the AC joint's uh, been injured. Right. Um, but, you know, four to six weeks is probably, yeah, it, it might be about right, maybe maybe a bit longer. So, um, so even if the time frame works out that the injury is sort of in, in the healing process, it, he could still have that pain where he can't, you know, like you say, playing wing, you know, he's not going to be as effective. Yeah, they're, they're difficult. Typically it's hard to get your arm up in the air and, or, or crossing awkward positions with an AC joint injury. So, um, but, you know, it, they're painful to begin with, but they, they should calm down in that sort of six-week window. Um, and they'll have it all nicely strapped up, so it's nicely anchored. Um, but it's, yeah, I wouldn't expect it to be any earlier than, than that sort of six weeks. Right, that's a, that's a tough window for guys that own him, knowing he's going to get a nice pop when he finally does come come back price-wise, that is. Uh, Nathan Peets went down on the Saturday night game v the Cowboys, another player who had put up good numbers before he went off. He's a you know, dislocated elbow. Now, the media have gone, already gone off and said six weeks. He's mm-hmm. saying, we're hearing it's not a broken elbow, and he's even tweeted saying, I don't know where the media get their info from. Yeah. So, 
you know, can you can you try to clear it up for us? Well, it sounds like he's he's hinting that it might be a bit less than that, and sometimes it can be. You can have a dislocated joint that um, is lucky enough to occur without injuring any structures too terribly. So joint sort of pops out, they can reduce it, put it back in place, and there's not really a lot of damage done. Um, that that can be the case sometimes. So if if he's lucky enough to have had that happen, then he could be. Um, he's happy to play with a bit of pain. You know, he could play probably not this week, but maybe even next week. Right. Well, he's a tough cookie, so you yeah. know, you're saying that maybe he's not named this week, but maybe he, he goes for fitness at all. If not this week, maybe next week he tries to, to get on the park and play through it. Yeah, possibly. It would depend what the, what the scans turn up, if there's any extra you know, damage to some structures as well. So if he also... Um, tore a ligament in the process of dislocating, then that would be a different story. So, right. um, I'm not sure whether they've released results of scans yet. So, no. So that's one to keep an eye on, and we'll tweet that out if we can get some info on that between uh, uh, now and and Thursday night. Or if you want to hold him for one more week, if you own him, certainly up in the upcoming week worth worth a look. Tweet that out there at Supercoach Pros. Um, Paul Gallen, you mentioned uh, last week about you know a two-week minimum time frame, but then there is a possibility of him ret- returning. Now, um, Coach Shane Flanagan saying a similar story, which is interesting. But Gallen still, yeah, he, he's saying maybe more to that four to six weeks. But that's another interesting one. Um, that yeah, another good reason why we've <laughs> got you, Pat. I mean, it, it's great advice and. If you didn't let let go of Gallon last week because you had other guys to let go of, and you know, while not ideal to have that price on your bench, it may end up being back sooner rather than later. It seems after all. Yeah, it'd be good if he gets back a bit quicker. It'd be good for him and the Sharkies. Um, it's um, yeah, you can with the PCL injuries, you can sort of make some more likely than an ACL injury. Obviously, you can make a bit of a, a quick comeback and. I imagine if it was like finals time, he would probably just play. Um, I reckon he seems to play with injury all the time. So, but there's no real pressure, I guess, right now for him yeah. to rush back. Then they won thirty to two. They might have said, "Oh, we'll take another week out." Yeah. <laughs> Pat, great advice as always. Um, we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, mate. Pleasure. And don't forget, you can visit Could You Bay Health and Injury Care. Um, you can go to the website, www.coudjibay.physio. Give them a call. The Sydney number, 02966596667. Great deal that Pat's offering to Supercoach Pros listeners. 20% off their first visit. So get down there, mention Supercoach Pros, and you get 20% off. And it's not just sporting injuries, back or neck injuries as well, especially even just little strains or something you might have done at work or you know, in the car, maybe, you know, bad night's sleep. This is the type of stuff, you know, Pat's, Pat's great at, at helping you out with and um, definitely worth a visit there. Go to the website, www.coudjibay.physio. Pat, see you next week. Thanks, mate. It's a pleasure. See ya. Yeah, wow. And really, guys, the big one, I guess, Corey Oates, he's going to go last. Like, price-wise, he's really going to bump up when he finally gets that third game. But we're looking minimum four weeks and... and playing with pain, very difficult for him to, to play with that pain, as Pat's saying. So we could see more closer to that six six weeks or even another week after. Ryan, what do you do? You know, if you're Oates' owner, do you have do you hold on to him that long? And what, what's your game plan? Well, I'll tell you what, I am Oates' owner. So what I'm 
my um, strategy when I heard that was um, I'm going to try and keep him, um, try and hold him and until he gets that bump, even if it's he plays a game and he's absolutely rubbish, at least you're going to get something out of him. Um, so I'm going to try and keep him on the bench. Um, the good thing is, is that he's a dual position player, so um, if you need to do a little bit of rejigging, um, he can fit in the second row. Um, or the centres um, in terms of that reserve spot, depending on um, how you go. It's really, you really keeping him, um, yeah, you're down, a, you're down a spot and so you're really um, at the mercy of the injury gods for the rest of your players, especially in the in the areas that um, Oates can fill in. Yeah, and you're right, you're lucky he can play two positions because it does open it up. Pete, what, what's your take on it? You know, um, hold him or, or let go or, or wait and see? Well, he's been one of the stars of Supercoach so far this year. He got 63 points in the in the game the other night um, against the Warriors. And, you know, so as we know, he went off injured. Um, if it was pretty much any other player, almost any other player, I would, I would be saying, yeah, see you later, alligator. But I think in terms of... Because it is this guy, and, and with the dual position thing, I think it, it certainly helps him a lot. Um, knowing the length of time he's going to be out, it's probably going to, by then, may well uh, be getting close to uh, origin time as well. And so it might be, it might give him another, even another week or two there as well. It's, that, um, it's a possibility. But I, at this stage, it is a very, very, it's a 50-50 call, but I, I think I'd be keeping him as well. Yeah, he's, look... <laughs> Even even an average game when he next gets on the park, he's going to go fifty thousand up, you know. So this is something really what you, you're thinking. Okay, yeah, you know, can I save the trade? Can I hold him on on, on the bench for that long that dual position? Jig him around. I like that idea the most, but you can't be too too precious. There could be a stage where you need to make that move. Um, but hopefully you've set your lineup pretty well now. You, you know, you're going to bring two good players in this week. It's going to make you some money. The old sort of horse trading that you're going to make over the next few weeks to really get that salary cap of your, yours up. And you may not need that position. And anyway, and as long as he's back before Origin, that's when you really need the depth of your full 25. I think that's the big, the big key there. Um, so there's plenty of reasons to, to be able to hold on to him, that's for sure. should mention Billy Slater. Um, today announced that he's out for the season and that's big news as well and Cameron Munster I mean he was outstanding uh, last last year at fullback and Ryan I mean I know the price is high but geez he, he looks pretty good back at fullback again Sunday night I know it was only Gold Coast but still um, I guess we're at least putting him on the watch list uh, for, for this week yeah um, Cameron Munster he's, a, he's not even a a maybe watch. He's a definite watch. Um, and to be honest, 391, 300 for a guy who's a dual position player um, and a guy who will feature in Melbourne's, well, he's clearly in Melbourne's plans for attack, um, as you said in the last two weeks. Um, yeah, you could, you could definitely do worse at the back if you're looking for that, um, if you're looking for that kind of player. It's interesting because he only scored 35 in round one, so there's a there's a half a chance, you know, that he actually drops in price a tiny bit after this round, depending. I mean, obviously, if he gets another 70-odd, he'll probably stay firm, but if he 
you know, even a good score like a 61, he'll drop 10 grand. So maybe you're thinking, maybe you're thinking, you know, just one more week uh, to hold out for Munster and then bring him in, you know, and, and his price could end up going over that 400,000 uh, in a few weeks if we see some of the form he displayed late last year in the fullback role. Got to go on to last week's games in, in total, and I guess going back to Thursday night, Pete, Moses Embi again, um, outstanding, bring his side to, to victory and huge super coach points, um, could be one to, to bring in this week, potentially. Yeah, hasn't he? Come on. Um, last year, I thought he, he started off really well, and then um, towards the end of the year, um, there was a lot of conjecture about who the Bulldogs were going to keep, if we remember. There's a three-way battle there with mm. Ian um, Reynolds and Hodkinson, and they've made the decision to keep them by, and it's, it's paid dividends. He's, he's very good in the first week against Manly, and then followed up with a very good game against uh, Penrith and, and scored the winning try late, uh, backed up very well. And, yeah, no, he's, he's spot on. It all seems to be working for the Dogs at the moment. And as expected against the, the Warriors, you know, it was Anthony Milford, Ryan, putting up those big points in that game, and and I guess the other big news is how quiet Sean Johnson was. He just didn't take the line on at all. Yeah, that was the difference between them. Milford basically took the line on whenever he had the chance. Where it seemed um, like Johnson was, I don't know if he was injured or whatever it was, uh, and whatever it is, he just didn't want to do that. And it really, you can see well, you can see it in the difference between their points. Milford picked up ninety, and Sean Johnson um, twenty five. Pete, is it, yeah, is, what's going on over in New Zealand? Is it just Sean Johnson coming back from that injury from last year? We heard Pat Lyons say, you know, in our pre-season I, show, um, he said, you know, look, it could take him up to a month to get back to full sort of, you know, where, he's, where, he, where he feels confident. You know, it was the confidence issue. And, and it did look like that on Friday. But is it just that? Is there something else going on there? Well, I... No, I think there's something else. He, he he looked pretty good at the nines at times. I remember he scored a, a really good try at the nines. Uh, the second half against the Tigers in the first round, you know, he ended up with 97 super coach points just from performing in the second half. Um, the other night, he just did not get involved. There was a set of six uh, earlier in the game and the Warriors were on the attack down in uh, uh, Brisbane's, inside Brisbane's 30 and he didn't get his hands on the ball until a kick option on the final a final tackle, and I thought that sort of really summed it up. He, it's yeah. either the game plan he's being asked to follow or his own attitude. There is something that's not quite right there, and I get a feeling it's the game plan. Um, they talk about Robson being a settling influence. Well, you know, I, if I've got a champion greyhound, I don't want it to. I don't want it to hang around Bassetowns. You know, it's. Um, I wanted to, <laughs> to really. Uh, I hope you understand that analogy. Um, I wanted to really excel and, and get him off the leash, you know, get him maybe the, the Warriors uh, coaching staff should watch a couple of the Tigers games and say, hey, you know, if you've got players with natural talent, just give them a bit of free reign and let him go. Yeah, we'll talk more Warriors when we get to the team lineups later on the show. Saturday afternoon, I thought Josh Papali was simply sensational, Ryan, and C.S. Solera coming on early for Sean Fensom, uh, we're not far behind. Yeah, absolutely ridiculous. Uh, both of those guys um, on the weekend, like Papali, unbelievable. Like, um, you know, two tries aside, just his defence was really solid and every tackle 
Um, you know, I bet you that I have no doubt there was a lot of sore roosters um, after that game. And, um, yeah, just amazing. Their forward pack is brutal. And they're getting Junior Paulo, who we'll talk about shortly when we get to the Eels-Cowboys game, come over. The only issue supercoach-wise is which one of those players are going to go large each week. I think it's guaranteed at least one forward will have a big game. Uh, Souths, we had Aaron Gray with 141. Sam Burgess, a massive 135. Cody Walker up there, 92. Bryson Goodwin could be a, a cheapie to bring in because he's kicking goals there too. Uh, Pete, 116. A, just a massive day against a pretty hapless Knights outfit. Yeah, um, you know, they did it well without, uh, particularly without Adam Reynolds. But, um, yeah, the, the back line there just didn't miss a beat. As you see, Aaron Gray getting three tries. Um, everyone's sort of getting on the score sheet, apart from one uh, G. Inglis, um, who, you know, if you, if you had him in your supercoach team, come up against the Knights, you'd think, wow, you know, this is this is a, a good thing for sure, but um, boom, boom. Um, and then on the, on the reverse side for the Knights, of course, um, their big star from last season, Kate Stoden, still not there. Um, nothing else really to talk about, I don't think. Yeah, we talked about him in detail last week, and I guess when we get the teams, we'll not be talking about him because he hasn't been named. Um, Parramatta and the Cowboys, I thought Nathan Peets, such a pity went off with that injury, 74 super coach points, scored a good try. Tamalolo was the other interesting one um, there, Ryan. Um, he, he put up 74 as well, and obviously Junior Paulo, a beautiful um, pass for Brad Takarangi's try. Yeah, look, Junior Paulo... Um had a, had a good game as well as um, the guy who I did think uh, was really good for the Eels was um, Kenny Edwards, who uh, scored a try himself. And Two weeks just, in a row, he's looked good. Yeah, in coming off the bench. Uh, I think he might even be starting, um, but we'll discuss that in a bit. Um, yeah, look, as for... Look, I didn't think North Queensland were too bad. They were just a little bit off. Um, yeah, just the hit ball handling, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly right. Um, but the Eels basically, yeah, they, they wanted that game a hell of a lot more by the by the looks of it anyway. Speaking of ball handling, Pete, I'm sorry to make you relive Sunday, but Kurt Mann, oh my goodness, I haven't seen a performance like that, I think, since Steve Maven in 1987. <laughs> that brings back memories. Um, yeah, poor old uh, Kurt Mann, he was just... Um, he was reluctant, sort of. He reminded me of the English uh, cricket team in the end of the eighties, sort of thing, where he was catching. But um, Tufnell-esque. Uh, oh, he was just nowhere. Like in the first bomb that went his way, and it just went off him, and then you know, into touch and goal, and it just went downhill for him from there. There wasn't really a, a good performer on the dragon side. Obviously, no tries. That didn't help anyone in the back line at all. Um, and the forwards, there was a, an awful lot of drop ball. Uh, Thompson, you can forgive because that was his first game back. For the Sharks, uh, you know, once again, Jack Bird, um, very good. And, yeah, many good performers across the across yeah. the Sharks team. And don't forget, they did it for that Callum. He was a big one. And the only issue, I think, with Townsend playing so well was Bird, weak, you know, good supercoach points round one, not so much round two. And I think with Townsend there playing as well as he is and 76 supercoach points, I... I'm not sure if Bird's a viable super coach option at the moment. Too, too lower floor. Um, the Melbourne and uh, Gold Coast game, Will Chambers showed why he needs to be in your lineup in the centre and wingers because it's so hard to find that consistency there, and he's one who does. 113 points. 
very good. Blake Green was good, 103. We'll keep, keep an eye on him if he can replicate that. And Cam Smith showing he's the hooker to own unless you rework it with a cheapie or, or a second rower like a Paul Carter because there's a big gulf between um, Smith and, and the rest, 86 supercoach points. A great 40-20 um, on half time. Really broke the backs of, of Gold Coast getting two tries right on half time. Finally, Ryan, the Tigers and, and the Eagles. There was some massive points. I mean, Marty Tapao, he got rattled early, but he came back strong, 107 supercoach points. He, he, he tormented the the West uh, defence, but, but so did the outside backs for the Tigers, didn't they? Kevin Naguama, James Tedesco, David Nofaluma, you know, even Jordan Rankin getting in on the act. It was a good day. Yeah, honestly, the, yeah, it was... The only back who didn't score uh, was Tim Simona. Yeah. Um, you know, out of, out of the back five. Um, but yeah, geez, they were they were good, and I think the forwards um, probably should get a little bit of credit for for that because they were going pretty hard against a a pack that's that was fairly sizable. Um, yeah. Look, once you at the moment. With the form that uh, Mitchell Moses is in, basically it's you give yeah. it to him in some space, and um, he'll yeah. do something for you. He's been outstanding, and um, you could do worse. I think Mo, the other Moses, Moses M, buys ahead of him on your Supercoach uh, ladder for picking up halves, and, and there's some good cheapies there too. But I tell you what, Mitchell Moses, we've got to, he's got to come into calculations at some point. That's two very good performances. Yeah, 100%. This is the Supercoach Professionals Roundtable podcast. You can find us on the website, www.supercoachpros.com. Download all the podcasts on iTunes. Look, make sure you go to the website. We've put the game recaps up there. Um, Potentially, by the time you're listening to this, the previews will be up. They go up every Wednesday. Um, Very important with the unique predictor model that we have. Um, Let you have a look at those previews and see what's likely to happen um, for the players in, in your team. Um, we've remodelled it this year. We're going to be talking about it very, very shortly in regards to price rises and falls. We've been able to replicate the model that you'll find on the Supercoach website with our, with our predictor and giving you price rises and price falls. So it's just another thing that we're um, introducing this year for you that's uh, hopefully going to give you that extra added edge that you need to get a... Not only win your league, but who knows, maybe even press for overall. And make sure you follow us on Twitter, at SuperCoachPros. And um, we tweet out before every game with the last-minute changes. They can be critical as these injuries uh, occur and and players start coming back, and we'll see that more and more, and and we'll go into round three teams shortly. Let's have a look. We had a couple of great tweets um, this week, where we where player, people wanted to know, we had Dale the Ninja, who will be the biggest earners and biggest losers this week, price rise, uh, price wise, I should say, and Sambo Rambo as well, asking um, similar questions. So let's look at that model and look at those players that are projected to go up. Cody Walker is the the biggest price rise according to our model. He could go anywhere up to ninety thousand. He's looking around that eighty ninety thousand. Moses M by. Um, dogs, even if he goes lower than the last two weeks, we've got him scoring 72 this week, still sees him with an 86,000 price rise, and then another 54 in round four because of that big round two score. Now, cr- critically, round two, 
a big score there can get you a double bump because you're looking around at that three um, three round rolling average as they call it. So that's why you always, when you're looking at this round, you're looking at round two's scores are twice as important as round one's when you're bringing in guys. So when you look at those players like Embi, 87 in round one, 137 in round two. I think he's a, a must pick up. Look, halves isn't the easiest position to squeeze people in. You might already have some good cheapies that are about to earn for you, so you don't want to just let them go. And Embi only plays halfback, doesn't get the dual position like many halves do. So it is a bit tricky, but it but the big price rise makes it worth it. And the form he's in, he could keep um, going down that down, going down that line. Um, other guys like Kevin Naguama with a good round th- this week, and Aaron Gray. We'll get nice pickups as well. Bryson Goodwin is one, you know, we, we mentioned him just before. It could be a great pickup because he's he's a goal kicker. And then James Tedesco projected to go three figures again this week. Uh, Pete, 60,000 price rise, even though he's already so high. So I guess, you know, if you're looking for that gun, he could be, he, he probably is the one to bring in. Yeah, we'll have a look at his opposition too. He's up against the Titans this week. Um, yeah, we saw Munster yeah, go really well against against the Titans just uh, on Sunday. Yeah, well, that's it. And, you know, I, for mine, I think Tedesco's another half step in front of Cameron Munster, if not a whole step. So, no, you have a look at his opposition there. And so that's a a good one for um, for him. He's had you know, some, some easier super coach opposition the first couple of weeks as well. So that will help. But, uh, no, I think he's, he's a, a good one to have. Next in line is a, is a real bargain basement cheapie in Pat Mataudia. Um Two decent scores in the 50s. We don't know with the Knights where they're going to go, but um, you know, he's certainly one that looks like he's going to get a nice um, bump close to 60,000 if he can keep up that average. Um, Ryan, Sam Burgess, outstanding, 135. He was underpriced, wasn't he, coming in, and now you're looking at you know a half-decent day or a good day again this week, which against the Dragons, it won't be as easy, but you're still looking potentially, you know, in, around that 90, and that would be, be close to a 50,000 price rise. Yeah, and that's huge, really. Um, and, yeah, you are 100% correct. He is a little bit, was a little bit underpriced to begin with, but I guess that's what happens when you take some time out to go and have a holiday and then come back. Um, look, I think that he, when he... Now that he's playing lock, he's almost going to be playing 80 minutes or close to every week. So, I, yeah, I think he's he's definitely worth uh, looking if you're looking for a gun status. Yeah, I think, and I think you're still, you know, you're looking for those um, bigger point rises. Unless you're in a, only in a 20 team league, it doesn't kick off to round four. You're not interested in overall. But if you're interested in the 12 team, if you're in the 12 team league that that kicked off head to head in round one, or you're going for overall, you still want to bring in a gun. So Tedesco and Burgess are the obvious ones. Paul Carter's a good guy to bring in, not as high um, this round as he was in round one, but still um, even a score of 40 gets him 50 grand. And that's what we're projecting, that he'll probably go a bit lower this week against the Dragons. But, you know, that that's probably a flaw for him at the moment. Kyle Turner's in there as well. His price rise won't go up as much the following round, so maybe it's it's Carter over Turner at the moment. Ethan Lowe's another guy who could turn into gun material, at least for a while. We saw that early on last year. And um, he's he's looking to go up to another 46000 this week. Um, 
We mentioned Pat Matauti, but Daniel Saifidi also had a big round one, so there could be some increase there, nice increase there for him. And Pete, Jaden Nicarima is an interesting one because the, the Roosters haven't looked that great in the halves, but he's got a lot of talent, not a natural talent, and he's still getting decent supercoach numbers. Um, even a score of 43 this week gets him 45,000. So he, he could be one to consider, dual position player as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I thought um, he was one of the being one of the Roosters' better players in the first couple of weeks. And as you say, with the dual position, it, it gives him that flexibility. Um, we know that Mitchell Pearce is going to come back there in, you know, however many weeks. Uh, I think it's about still about another five or six weeks away, though. So I, I think that um, well, he's definitely the, the second option there for the Roosters. So I, I think he's a, he's a very good one to have. Um, their opposition this week doesn't make it easy. <laughs> course up against the Blackpool Thurston up in Townsville um, but I think he'll still get those uh, those points he needs that you mentioned was at uh, 45 Mitchell Moses and Nathan Davis other ones there looking around a 40,000 increase there which is good on the reverse side semi red rider was already a bit pricey but you know even a, a good score of 61 predicted this week still sees him lose 65,000 um and Roger Tuivasa-Shek, well, it really hasn't worked out for him at the Warriors. A, a score of 54, which we project, sees him losing 61, Ryan. So he's a must-sell this week. You'd imagine so. Um, yeah, if you got him, yeah, you'd probably have to sell him. Otherwise, yeah, you're going to do a lot of a lot of dough. Um, for those who don't have guys like Radradra, um, maybe a price drop is a signal to put him on the watch list and just to see how his form goes over the next few weeks. Um, you might be able to pick him up for a bit of a better, uh, decent and more realistic price. Yeah, I'm worried with Michael Jennings playing inside him. He does. He's a notorious non-passer. And yep. I don't know how Red Roger gets the ball. No, it's a, it's a, very, it's a very good point. Josh yeah. Dugan had a few um, injury issues on the weekend, has been named this week at fullback. We'll talk about the teams in a moment, but still due to lose, I think, 37,000, even moving to fullback. So not a lot to like there. Michael Morgan, he's stuck out on the right side, Pete. And if Jonathan Thurston doesn't go that way, well, you don't see much from Morgan. That's right. Um, you know, they say everything at the Cowboys depends, depends on Thurston. Although they were one of the the hard combinations that seemed to, to work a bit to, together last year, I thought. But, um, yeah, if that's the case, then it, it'd be quite isolated. It'll be an interesting one to watch over uh, the Cowboys and the Roosters. I would, would expect uh, for, for Morgan to uh, to get some points against the Roosters. Um, they've been gallant the Roosters last week, but, yeah, I expect the Cowboys players to do well. Michael Jennings, um, Gareth Widdop, James Maloney, Mike Cooper. I think he's been a big disappointment from the Dragons. Yep. They're all due to lose 30-plus. And we're going to go specific some names that um, we've, we've been asked for when we get to our Twitter questions later in the show. But that gives you a, a bit of an idea of, of definitely the ones um, that you've probably got to get rid of right now because you just can't afford that price drop. Let's um, continue with this a little bit with our great segment, It's a Trap. And uh, Ryan, uh, you get to go first this time. Um, who are some of those guys, I guess, that aren't necessarily going to lose money for us or predicted with big losses, but may not be quite what they all they seem to be? 
Well, look, I've got one for you, and um, it's Lachlan Coote. Yeah. Um, 3.43 for what he's putting out at the moment. It doesn't look doesn't look a shadow of what he was last year, and it looks like there's a slightly different system um, in attack that's not really helping him out. And so I definitely think that he... Um, he is a trap because he's, I don't think you're going to get your money back. He's stuck out on the left side and he's not really moving about like most fullbacks do. You saw Tedesco last night, you pop up on the left, pop up on the right. Cook just stays out on the left because Thurston is so dominant at, at half. And Morgan yep. stays out on the right. So, Look, I, and, I, and I hate to say the cliche, but Premiership hangover. <laughs> wow. Well, it's only one loss, but. Watch this space. Pete, you got any? It's it's a little bit harder than last week, I must admit. Uh, there's a couple floating around. I'm going to jump a little bit early here and you know, call me controversial, but for mine, Andrew McCulloch is not putting out the value that he should be. Um, for the price he is, he's not, got, he's not getting the minutes. If you have a look at his stats for this year, it's I don't think it's, it's as good as last year. And... Um, yeah, he for mine, I'll just tell you the numbers, uh, for 373900 um, he seems to be getting replaced a little bit earlier. He went off before half-time last week and only got a, a number of round points of 29. Last three-round average of 58.33. But, yeah, I'm not convinced, I'm afraid. Really looking forward to him coming in. To this um, season as, as a potential sort of even number two to Smith round one everything went according to plan even though he's a little low and then suddenly he just didn't get the minutes last round so you never know with Wayne Bennett we've seen these up and down I think it's, it's sort of a watch this space but if you're a McCulloch owner you may be hitting the trigger button because right now it's very hard to find the right hooker and his price is, is, is going to go down most likely or by quite a way and you're right. Here's one that's going to get you guys up in arms. It's lucky Andrew's not um, not not here with the technical problems. Jason Tamalala, I think he's a trap. He got a great score of 74 on the on the weekend with a try to boot. But that bench for the Cowboys, Asiata, Bolton's playing well. You know, Hannett, you know what you're going to get. It just limits the upside of those um, the front the the middle third that start the game in Scott. Tamo and, and Tamalolo. I don't know how Tamalolo breaks that that ceiling, goes to that sort of... I mean, he's not playing the minutes. You look at someone like Jake Jabrovich, how many minutes he played last night. You look at Sam Burgess, you know, and you look at Trent Merrin, and then you you look at what Tamalolo's doing, and he's only really playing 40 to 50 minutes. So I, I, I think it's a trap. Big score this, this week, but definite trap. All right, guys, let's talk uh, round three teams now. Let's go to um, the changes. Cowboys v. the Roosters play on Thursday night, and you know, North Queensland may have lost uh, Ryan, but still keeping the same 17 there. Uh, not a great matchup against the Roosters, although from what we've seen from this year, maybe there will be some, some above-average scores there. Yeah, look, I, I think... Um Probably the way to go um, is Lowe and Cooper, I think, for the yeah. Cowboys. I, I think they'll go pretty well. And actually, on the opposite side, um, for the Roosters, I think, um, Orbison and Takiyo, 
uh, uh, you know, good gets, and obviously Latrell Mitchell is good at the cheapy option that he is at the moment. Great to see Latrell Mitchell at fullback. Um, The halves, you know, now you've got to probably make a call on Nicarima and Hastings. I think Hastings, we, we mentioned last week, it's a trap, you know. In our last, in our last segment, maybe that carries over there. Should still get a price bump, so it's not not the worst if you if you if you've got him already. At least you're going to get something out of him. But Mitchell Mitchell Orbison's been disappointing the first two weeks. So let's see if he can come back there. But Takiaho has been quite good for the Roosters. They bring in Mitchell Fry for Vincent Lulai, although it is a six name bench, um, six man bench. Their name Vuna Kessi and Elliot named there. Bulldogs for the Eels on Friday night. I guess um, the big one is David Clemmer if he ends up being suspended, which he probably will. Lloyd Perrett and Sean Lane added to the bench. But the other one, um, maybe not so much from a Supercoach perspective, but just a, a shock that Kerrit Holland, the match winner last last week, Pete, he's left out for Chase Stanley, who's returning. Yeah, that's I, I honestly can't believe that. I thought um, I... I thought coming into this year, one of Canterbury's problems was going to be goal kicking because Mbai's all right, but he's not, you know, he's not top level. And then they pull his kid out of nowhere and he kicked two goals, you know, just clean as a whistle. And he, he looks solid in the centres. He made one error getting pushed in the touch, but he's not getting replaced. If I could understand if he was getting replaced by Josh Morris, but he's getting replaced by Chase Stanley, who, who's got a poor history with injuries and isn't the quickest centre going around, to be quite honest. Um, I, I personally think it's a mistake. Um, but anyway, I'm not Des Hasler, um, so it will be interesting to see how that how that pans out. But I think Kerrit Holland will be back in first grade before too long. He's still one to be on the watch list. I think James yeah. Graham's the big one there. He's been playing big minutes and he's been outstanding. Um, look, the Eels, it's a tough matchup. You know, it, you're not going to get the same um, same highs. I don't think that they've got to get to Penrith, but Mbai is still there, and if he's kicking goals, it's it's even better. What do you make of, of Parramatta options there? Pete, Isaac DeGoy's coming in for Nathan Peets. Uh, Kenny Edwards gets the start there because um, Manu Mau's suspended, which is another That's blow cool. if you've got him in Supercoach, a regular um, you know, high-floor Supercoach option. David Gower on the bench. Yeah, I, I like um, the, the lock forward there. Actually, Marauri puts in um, he puts in very good minutes, and he's he's a very much a, a workaholic type of player. I think the I think Parramatta you might get to see a few more opportunities for their their backline. If you've got a couple of their uh, their backline players there, as we said about Radradra, has been disappointing outside Jennings. Um, I will be interested to see how it goes this week. I think Foran and Norman working together, both class players, and will get better and better. So you might see. Um, yeah, the opportunities get yeah, a little bit better there for the blokes like Jennings. And on the other side, Takarangi and, and uh, Gutherson. Ken Edwards definitely the watch there because the two best players, I guess with that tough matchup, Manu Mau and Nathan Peets both out. Centres, I mean, you're already off Jennings, I think, but they, they notoriously have a tough time against that Bulldogs up and in defence. Mm. Knights and the Raiders, Ryan. Um, David Barner's got syndesmosis. If you had him as a as a as a cheapy, speculative cheapy, you know, he's, he's stuck there. I think it's eight weeks out. That's a blow. Siani Mataria gets a, a chance coming onto the bench, and Paulie Paulie's back, of course, from suspension as 18th man. So it remains to be seen there. But I guess not so much. You know, maybe there's a few cheapies you're still at least sticking. You know, not in your lineup, but hoping to make you some money outside your top 17. 
Um, besides that, it's, it's, it's tough going. And we don't even know if Nathan Brown, you know, if he will make late changes here home game. Yeah, well, that's right. Um, it's very difficult to pick anyone out. Jeez, um, uh, yeah, maybe Matter Matter Aura. Um, mm. If I had to pick someone, he, he was right, um, pretty good. He? he only played about thirty odd minutes last week, um, but he still um, he still produced um, you know a, a fair work rate. So yeah, um, you know a guy ought to just pick up you a, a decent base. But yeah, apart from that, and the cheapies there for the Knights, there's not much to talk about. Yeah, well, let's talk more about the Raiders. Brinko Lee in for the suspended Joey Lelia. Kurt Baptiste named on the bench. Lachlan Croker named in the halves. Hodgson Hooker. It could change, couldn't it, Ryan? We we saw um, Baptiste play Hooker and Hodgson in the halves late in that game, didn't we, last week? Yep, yep. And I think that might just happen. Yeah. Um, first off, and um, perhaps Lachlan Croker will be brought into the game later. Yeah. I mean, look, uh, Ricky Stewart's probably got the added bonus of the fact that it is the Knights and they aren't travelling very well at the moment. Um, so it could be a good game for Croker to, you know, try and put a little bit of his stamp on because he was a little bit hesitant last week, as you'd imagine. Um, first game against, uh, you know, a, a team of big names in the Roosters. Um, look, the guy who I, is very interesting um, off the bench is Jeff Lima. Mm. So far, he's put together two very good games. They haven't been astronomical, but... Uh, very, very decent scores. So high four you know, for a bench player, isn't it? Exactly right. Um, and so yeah, if you're looking for someone, you could certainly do worse. I'm yeah. If you play Moneyball or one of those daily fantasy leagues, the Raiders, you, you could go hard at them. You could you could put a, enter a few lineups, put three or four Raiders backs in, and choose a different couple. I mean, White and you love, but. Inglis was a bit quiet last week. You might not want to get burnt twice by fullbacks, but look at Jared Croker, look at the Lee, both the Lees, you know, even Jordan Rapana. I mean, Rapana is a guy last year we saw have some big day outs. He, he could be a real sort of roughie to put in a, a daily league. Um, the Raiders could put plenty on the Knights there. Pete, let's look at the Panthers and the Broncos. Will Smith returning at fullback. Dean Fare just didn't get over that calf injury, um, and now he's out again. Look, Tyrone Peachy's now been named in the halves with Peter Wallace at hooker, but I think defensively you'll still see Peachy up the middle, which I guess it gives him higher base points, but it takes away a bit of his attacking prowess, doesn't he, because he's a lot tireder with that amount of defensive work. Absolutely. He, he's a he's a good defend, a good solid defender, though. Um, certainly in the game last week, Peter Wallace played a lot of uh, a lot of the dummy half, and his kicking game out at, at a dummy half wasn't too bad. Uh, last week, I thought, um, real revelation from last season, uh, Regan Camp- Campbell-Gillard used to come off the bench, and, you know, I thought that Ivan Cleary managed him quite well, but he, he started the game there last week against the Bulldogs, and I thought he put some good good hits on uh, Sam Cassiano and a couple of other forwards there, so I think he's a, a very good, uh, very good prospect. He's going to be a young guy, and hopefully, he might be able to play longer minutes as he goes on. Of course, you've got Trent Merrin there, who's ultra consistent. Uh, yeah, um, Isaiah uh, Yayo, and also um, it's good to see Bryce Cartwright back starting this week after he was on the bench last week. So, get some more minutes. 
bits and, and get some of those big passes away, like uh, his uncle John used to, then he'll he'll score you some more points also. Unless Anthony Griffin just changes his mind, but that's why you got to follow us on Twitter at SuperCoach Pro. That's right. We'll let you know if he's starting or not. I think against the Broncos, very tough to go any Penrith players here. I just think you know Brisbane are just so tough to score SuperCoach yeah. points against. They've um, got. Greg Eden, one of your guys that you've had on your watch list since the pre-season, peed in for Corey Oates, who's injured but otherwise unchanged there. Yeah, you'd, um, yeah, with every cloud is a silver lining, as they say, and if you, um, if you owned Corey Oates, it's bad news, but if you own Greg Eden, it's good news. You know, if you bought him um, before round one or the completion round one and then he, he got dropped for round two, but you know, he's back again. He played well in round one and I'd expect him to to hold the position for a few weeks there. There's also been a little injury cloud around James Roberts recently. Um, you'd expect, once again, Milford has been absolutely outstanding um, to, to go big again. Um, Darius Boyd was, was very good the other day um, in the forwards. Once again, I'm, I'm just going to keep an eye on um, on McCulloch and also Corey Parker. It's, it's almost like he takes Alex Glenn and Matt Gillard under his wing and they're turning into players just like him, particularly Gillard, who's playing the whole game and and just goes, goes, goes the whole thing, the whole time. He's upped his um, super catch output this year, so he's one to, to watch. Look, you mentioned Anthony Milford. Penrith so far this year have given up a host of points to left halves, and that's where Milford plays, you know, on, the, on the left side. Yeah. So I, I think 94, I think, is his predictor. So wouldn't be surprised if he if he gets it or, or more. And some of those outside backs, Jack Reed, the quiet achiever, um, could, be, could be good value and could be worth a look in daily leagues as well. Ryan, our, our team playing a very late game. 9.30, I believe, is the the, the time there, or 8.30 local in, up in the Gold Coast. <laughs> Look, Ignatius Pass is still wearing number 10. He didn't start last week. Ryan James did, so maybe that happens again. Maybe Parsi, I think he has to start because of that go forward. Eddie Pettiborn joins a, a five-man bench, but... He might find it hard to, to get in there. Um, Tigers can let in some tries, so I guess there's still some options there, super coach-wise, from the Gold Coast, but, you know, who? <laughs> well, the one guy that I am worried about, and it's due to uh, last Monday's, uh, Manly's number 13 certainly did the job, and Greg Bird can do the same, except he can ball play as well. Um and he always he tends to have fairly decent games against the Tigers, does Greg Bird. Um, tends to try and isolate the smaller guys, and Lord knows that the Tigers have a few of those in the back line. Um, yeah, he gets an uptick, doesn't he, in this, yeah, this matchup? I, I definitely think he does in this one. Um, not a hell of a lot more, apart from you mentioned pass, passing before. Um, he needs to start. He needs to, to get out there early, get going. And he needs to play big minutes because he's got that ability. And, and against Melbourne, he just wasn't given an opportunity. Yeah, 100%. The Tigers, well, they lose Curtis Siren, and that's a big loss. And, and their depth's going to start getting tested already. Kyle Lovett comes into the starting lineup. Jack Buchanan named on the bench. Although we may see Michael Cheekham get a, get a go there instead of Buchanan. That remains to be seen. Um, I guess it's the James Tedesco show there, Ryan, and, and maybe Mitchell Moses again. Yeah, pretty much. It's yeah, it's going to come down to the backs. Like obviously, the forwards are going to have to do something, but that's not going to be um, any anything super coach crazy. 
uh, points-wise, but the backs are definitely primed. They look like they're in some pretty decent touch and it looks like everything's working well for them. So if it all comes together for them, there could be some points out there for them. Tedesco could go three figures again, I think, quite easily. And, and guys like Naguama and Nofaluma, you know, they, they could have good days as well. 100%. Let's look at the Sunday games now and go over the Tasman to the Warriors v the Storm. This is this is it. Is it is it is it it, Pete, for, for the New Zealand Warriors? I mean, you know, a couple of changes. Vete and Gubb in for Lissoni and Fatala Marina. I think Vatavai and A should have been named, but there's an extended bench with Conrad Harrell and Jonathan Wright there. And can you believe uh, blast of the past? John Pallavi also on a seven-man bench. I, I for the life of me, can't understand what's going on here. I was. I watched this team quite closely last Friday night against the Broncos. And how I can't understand how someone like Lola here is still there on the wing after his game last week. I thought he was uh, very average, to say the least. Um, and Aishford, like we've, we've discussed it many times as to why uh, Conrad Harrell is not in there. Um, in terms of the Warriors, the only, like, you know, a couple of the workaholic forwards we've, we've mentioned, you know, before in terms of Simon Mannering. Uh, Bodine Thompson, etc. But um, you know, as I said, Sean Johnson. It's all, it's all to him in terms of their team and in terms of um, the super catch as well. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I have a sneaking suspicion they're going to beat Melbourne actually this week. Wow. Um, they've got they've got a very good record against Melbourne. I know that doesn't always mean something, but um, I just have a feeling that um, they might get up. I, you know, it's. Uh, I don't know. It's they're a hard they're a hard mob to pick at the moment. Um, they led Brisbane the other night and then just let it slide. Just bowled it up shop. I was uh, very disappointing. Mm. I I just have a feeling they might get up. But yeah, as I said, you you wouldn't expect maybe Solomon Cutter if he can unleash. But once again, he's out in the centres and up against Melbourne. Um, for Melbourne, uh, we've spoken about Munster, outstanding. Uh, Corabetti's been pretty good. He made a couple of mistakes in the game against the Dragons, but still got very good super coach points. Um, Jesse Bromwich is still their cornerstone. Um, yeah, it's, it, it'll be a good game of footy, but uh, yeah, that would that would be the plays you'd be looking at super coach wise. Yeah, I, I can only agree with you there, Pete. I'll stay with you for the for your team, the Dragons and and the Rabbitohs. Kurt Mann. Now, one report we're hearing he's been dropped. Another report we're hearing he's injured. Josh Dugan's been named at fullback. He himself is carrying an injury. Um, I think Peter Metalia remains on the wing, so you and eight can comes into the centres there. You're, you're suspecting maybe Nightingale goes back to the right wing. He, he's been playing left wing. Metalia was a late inclusion last week at, at right wing. I mean, they're playing the Rabbitohs anyway. I guess Supercoach-wise, regardless of the team they pick, you've you got to steer clear. That's right. Uh, particularly, yeah, the form that the Bunnies have been in the last last couple of weeks, um, they just look absolutely dynamite. So, And, and as we've mentioned, you know, fellas like uh, Mike Cooper has been a big disappointment. Uh, Frizzell has been a little bit better, but not really, um, not much. He was, he was their best, I thought, you know, yeah. in a bad outfit, but he, he yeah. kept trying. As I said, Thompson, you know, forgiven. Packers still, you know, coming back into into the top thing. I thought he went all right, a bit of drop ball, but no more than anyone else. Um Apart from that, on on the other side, we'll take your pick. Um, you mentioned Cody Walk 
for already. Um, Sam Burgess, um, Paul Carter, what a revelation he's been. It's good to see him get his career back on track. Um, the issue there, of course, um, with the hooker position we've discussed before, the share between Cameron uh, McInnes and Damien and Cook, so that's one to steer away from there, I think. The outside backs, all, all bias aside, you'd expect them to go well on Sunday. Blokes like Alex Johnston might you know, pick up a threesome this time instead of Aaron Gray. And um, you'd expect Inglis, he's played brilliantly against the Dragons in the last couple of years, so you'd expect him to, um, to turn it on this, this Sunday as well. It's interesting, isn't it? Because last year St George were very tough to score supercoach points against. Haven't seen that trend so far this year, but it's still early days. You know, Souths have been so good, putting up massive numbers. It, it could go large again, as you say, and it's really just, just pick your spots, I, I think. But there is a danger, a backlash. Games at the SCG, mm-hmm. St George lifting. It could be a backlash. Maybe Sam Burgess is a safe bet. Maybe some of the back line, it's more hit and miss. Finally, the Seagulls v. the Sharks, Ryan, and um, yeah, Manly have picked the same 17, but as we often see with Monday night games, yeah, that could change. Or well, the Sharks, I think Chris Hyington comes in for Joseph Paulo, but these are two teams going in opposite directions, really. Yeah, it seems that way. Um, look, the Eagles... Um, yeah. <laughs> Brent, Brent, Brent and Lawrence uh, was actually quite good on Monday. Yeah, um, and, and he's I a value that, price at 166. So. Yeah. I, I thought he might actually sneak his way into the starting well, lineup. I'm, I'm going to go out on limb and say he will. I think yep. compared to Josh Starr, I think when we get to the game, yeah. I think he's got to get the nod ahead of Starr. Yeah. And I, I think that, um, look, and George Tafua is not, not a bad option either, I guess. Um, it really depends on... Um, what kind of attitude um, Manly come with and if um, Sherry Evans is there. Marty Tapao, the two Jabrovic brothers. But the Sharks will be tough to, to, you know, as we saw last week, even against the Cowboys, they're they're tough to to get any metres against. Yeah, 100%, and thus tough to get any super coach points. Um, For the Sharks... Well, yeah, you've got a fair locked locked pit from here. Um, Ben Barber seemed to be back to... Um, or getting back to his best, especially in the fullback role. Um, then, of course, um, Latelli, Holmes, um, you have James Maloney and Chad Townsend, and then you've got Fafita in there. So you could go through, and any one of those guys from the Sharks could, could end up going big. But, it, but having said that, there's always a bit of a um, spicy game uh, with Manly and Cronulla. So uh, we'll see what happens from there. Should have a bit of spice. Manly, big upset last year, of course, with not really anything to play for and costing Cronulla a top four spot in Cronulla. This one's back on the northern beaches, so I guess there's something to consider. I do like Andrew Fafita there, but maybe some of the other Sharks is going to be a bit tougher. It's time to look at your tweets. Of course, you can follow us on Twitter at SuperCoachPros. We've got some great tweets this week regarding those price rises, etc., etc., price falls. Dave at Davy Salter asks us, is DCE a hold or MBI too good to pass up? And also, who's the best centre and winger rookie for those we all started with? Dave, I can tell you, we, we, we talked about players' price rise, price falls earlier. Daly Chervens is, is only slightly out of that bottom rung. He's due to lose 22000 
this week, even with a score of 51, which against the Sharks, he may not reach that par. So I think you're definitely getting rid of him. We've already mentioned how good Embi's going. Um, yeah, Ryan, Pete, you, you agree there? I think the, the stats don't lie. Yeah, I agree, 100%. <laughs> um, best centre of winger, rookie. Well, we've said the ones that will move up in, in price, but, you know, Pete, is there someone that, you, you know, the, the games we've watched so far this year, pre-season, et cetera, is, are there guys that's really stood out to you one more more than others? Um, Nathan Davis has made his... Um He's starting to make his presence felt for the Titans, I think. Yeah. God. He yeah, looks good. He's, he's a big guy. Yeah. Um, 54 points last week on the back of 43, and he had that stinger. Now, hopefully, I believe, uh, yeah, there's no, nothing more to that. Yeah. Um, hopefully, he obviously gets on the park this week. But the Tigers, you know, they'll give up points to outside backs. That's right. Ryan, any anyone to add to that? I, I I can't go past Davis myself. No, Davis is pretty good. Um, I was just thinking maybe Heimel Hunt. Yeah, he's not but he's not the bargain basement, but he's not really a bargain basement. But yeah, he, is, so. he is he is good value, and I, and and when we talked about price rises, Hunt is due to go up forty grand, whereas Davis is due to go up forty two. So they're very similar, and Hunt's probably got a little bit more of a higher floor. Yeah, but um, yeah, you mentioned Davis, and, and I think he's kind of like the guy who just stands out as a bit of a beacon above everyone else. Yeah, and look, Pete, you know, I I agree with you with Davis. But we should also mention Latrell Mitchell going back to fullback. You know, after that poor round one, he got the sixty-three this round. So even if you're not bringing him in in this week, I think definitely for next week, he's due to go up twenty-five thousand um, this week with a with a score even if he only scored 30. So it's the following week he's due to go up 76. So he definitely, if you haven't, I don't own him, which a lot of people do, but uh, he's one that's really going to get that big bump that can play centre and winger. Next uh, tweet is from Sambo Rambo. Um, he's looking for, for ups and downs too, ins and outs. He's looking at Embi, Walker, Tedesco and Carter. A choice out of those, four and out. Thurston Feeney, Aloi Green, I don't assume that's Nathan Green, and Vincent Lulai Ryan. Is any pop out there? Is the Mustangs over others, or is it pretty much one less awesome and one less, yes, um, make your moves? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. If you can get all of those four for all those five, 100%. Yeah, go now. <laughs> um, look, to be honest, Embi for Thursday is good because. Um, Embiid's probably not going to play Origin. Um, Tedesco might play Origin, so it might be a bit of a 50-50 thing. Um, and Carter at the moment is going really well. He's a dual position player, so um, if you squeeze him in um, at a great price before before he goes up. The thing with um, Tedesco, he's going to go up quite a lot, so you can take advantage of, oh, great, I've got Tedesco, he's putting up good numbers. He's also got me this money, but by the time he's going to go back down to to roughly where he is, so you're not going to see the value in that bump up because you're going to be using him. Embi, on the other hand, definitely Walker, definitely Carter, are going to get 
nice bumps and they're going to help you later on so really you're looking at how you how do you want to craft your lineup are you looking at i need that punch now i need a big point score this week do i look at tedesco now or you know am i looking more longer term building up my bank then definitely and by definitely cody walker i think they're the two and as ryan said carter slips in just just behind them um but yeah, if you're going for overall, and you know Tedesco's definitely got your highest ceiling. Pete, what do you make of those that he's talking about taking out first? And you get a big name, or you look at the cheapest. Feeney's been disappointing. Nathan Green's, you know, we've had him. It's a trap for a while now. Um, <laughs> and they, you know, they where you go there? Yeah, no, definitely. You get rid of Feeney and, and Nathan Green, absolutely. And I'm surprised that they're two coaches of respect. We got rid of them quite honestly. <laughs> Uh, no, I'd, I'd definitely be getting rid of them um, with Thurston. I think that, um, you said before, the cream rises to the top. I would try and hang on to him if you possibly can, from my point of view. But Due to yeah. go down 15,000, Thurston, so not the worst to hold on to. But, look, you, you've got to be careful you don't fall in that trap of only bringing in, you know, um, only trading ins and out cheapies. You, so at yeah. some point, you might want to lose at higher guys. So if you've already done that last round, then maybe you don't need to do it this round. You can get rid of the two of the, the cheapies. Lulalai's not playing this week. Maybe you, you know, you're going to end up holding on him for a while. Feeney's not going to get a bump. He's been that low. Josh Alawai might still get a little bit. So, yeah. And Nathan Green's just been a downright disappointment. And even though he's been named this week, I can't see how Mateo... Leary and Simons all get a minute ahead, you know, behind Green. Oh. Yeah, if they're, if they're anywhere near fit, yeah. They all played New oh. South Wales Cup this week. Unbelievable. I mean, it's essentially oh. a starting back right. Tom Simons played, oh, that's mm. unbelievable. Trent, right. Trent Barrett and Nathan Brown, they're it, trial <laughs> by fire, isn't it, in the NRL first grade coach? Who'd want to who'd be one? It's as easy as it looks. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. And, guys, that's a good point to leave it. Of course, you can follow us on Twitter at SuperCoachPros. Give us a like on Facebook. Like Pat Lyons' page. How good has his info been this year? He's um, at Coogee Bay Health and Injury Care, Physio, or find him on Facebook there. And uh, you remember you can download our show on iTunes. Pete, thank you very much this week. Good luck to your Dragons. Always big game, big game at the SCG, of course. Traditional rival. And Ryan, thank you so much. Uh, we're we're going to have the late night on Saturday watching that. Yeah, game. that's that's all right. That suits me a little bit, actually. <laughs> <laughs> you might have the recap on that one then. Uh, I'm an yeah, early, so. early, early to rise kind of guy. <laughs> I am Paulie G. Um, we know Andrew this week. Um, should be back with us, um, I think, in two weeks, actually. He's going on holidays next week. And, um, of course, don't forget, follow us on Twitter at SuperCoachPros. Go to the website, www.supercoachpros.com. And we'll see you again next week. Bye now. <laughs>